0: Hey everybody, Chase Nobles here, co-founder of kush.com. I've got Caleb Gilmore here from Suzy's CBD Treats with us today. How are you, Caleb? How's it going? I'm great, man, thanks for having me, Chase. I'm excited to have you on the show. It's, uh, we, we haven't done much in the pet space as far as interviews go. Um, some people have, you know, done pets as an ancillary kind of product, but this is your core business and you've been in it for five years. How's it going? That's, you know, that's pretty old in the hemp industry.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've been around for a little bit now. We're pretty proud of that. We're glad we've uh, established ourselves. And yeah, from the very beginning, we decided that, you know, we just, everybody agreed that we, we love almost every animal we meet and, you know, we don't love every person necessarily. So we might as well focus on pets and keep our attention on this area we're passionate about. And it's done really well for us. We've, we've had a lot of fun there met a lot of great animals and
0: it's been a good ride. I believe it. I believe it. Now, when it comes to pet products, the, it sounds like you were pretty early in the space, five years into this, you know, in doing, you know, pretty solidly, you know, I don't know if you all do any other products, but pet products seems to be the, the entire focus, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we do. Uh,
1: we have a couple different categories of pet products, but um, everything and everything's made with human grade ingredients, but it is animal specific for the time being.
0: And what was the initial response five years ago to, you know, pet products with cannabinoids in it? Was there a lot of hesitation from the retail pet market or was this pretty widely accepted because people are looking for a solution.
1: Um, I'd say it was definitely, there were definitely still skepticism and um, a lot of misinformation. There were some products out there on the market at the time. And essentially what me and my business partner saw at that time was that there, w- there was a lack of very high quality products and the products that were out there were really expensive. Um, so we saw this opportunity to create something that was effective and affordable and try and you know establish ourselves in the market. And I think we were really well-timed because since then there's been this onslaught of um, brands and competition and products. So we were lucky to get in when we did. And I think the concept of create a simple, effective, high-quality product and charge a fair price for it was it made sense then and it makes sense now. And that's why we had some success.
0: Right, so <laughs> you go into any pet shop now and you see CBD products on the shelves, it's really been a massive change for as, as a you know category builder in these pet stores. And I can't tell you how many people I know that that swear by you know hemp products for their pets. Um, what are the concerns that pet owners should have whenever considering adding this to uh, the supplements or adding this to the to the to the uh, treats list for for their own pets?
1: Sure. well, a lot of the a lot of concern that we try and dispel is the the concern that it's going to get their pet high or stoned. Um, we do have a full spectrum product, which we found it makes it more effective. But the trace amounts of THC that are present are not enough to endanger your pet or get them uh, get them high. So that's kind of misinformation that we try and educate about. The only time that there is reason to actually have pause about introducing CBD into your pets. Um, diet or supplement routine is if they are on pre-existing medications, we always recommend that the pet owner consult with a vet about potential conflictions. Um, since we don't come from a medical or a veterinarian background, that's not our specialty. Uh, we have some vets that can speak on it that we'll refer people to, but if your pets just live in a normal life and they're not on medications, there's really no risk of introducing this and, the the potential for benefits is wide. And the potential downfall is is minor. You spent 20 bucks on a bag and it maybe didn't help as much as you had hoped it would, but uh, no negative repercussions there.
0: Now, the the sizes in animals varies widely. You know, people, you you can usually, you know, get get it pretty dialed in between 100 and 300 pounds for for dosing, right? But um, on on the, you know, obviously there's exceptions to that. But for pets, you know, you could have, the smallest kitten and the largest dog, just in that two categories, and it's like you know, 50x difference yeah. between their sizes. How do you manage that in your product offerings, as far as dosing things like that? And then, and then, what are the vets telling you? Uh, yeah, see, uh, dog stores, pet stores, that's one thing. But veterinarians, you mentioned that just a second ago. What, what is their kind of feedback on on how to manage the doses for? Sure. You wide range of animals.
1: So dosing is, um, a topic that we cover extensively. It's probably our most frequently asked question. Um, so I'll touch on dosing first and then I'll touch on vets cause they're semi-related. So in terms of making products that can be effective for a wide range of animals, um, we essentially just develop products that are specific for different animals. So we have tinctures that range in size from 125 milligrams specifically for toy breeds and cats up to a thousand milligram strength, which we call our extra strength for large breed animals. Um, and we have this handy dosing guide that we created here. Uh, if you can see that. So this is really nice to help pet parents understand how to read the graduations on the dropper, as well as giving them a jumping off point to know how much to use. So our baseline recommendation is one milligram of CBD for every 10 pounds. And the, our standard treat, our first product that we ever created was a four milligram heart. So we figured that was good for kind of a standard sized dog, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50 pounds. Um, And a large breed could take two and a small dog could take a half. Since then we've developed smaller bites, we've developed cat treats, we've developed um, a horse treat that's got 10 milligrams in it. So product extension has come along the way, but our four milligram treats were where we started and we found that that was a great dose. And these dosing guides to go along with our tinctures have been helpful um, where you can get all the way down to a one milligram increment at a quarter dropper of our 125 up to 16 milligrams in in one milliliter in our thousand milligrams. So a wide variance in dosing for a wide variety of animals.
0: Right. And so, for a hundred pound dog for example you'd say you know about 10 milligrams seems yeah, like the yeah. right dose and we also recommend how about it how about a 1500 pound horse because that's
1: the so horses actually um digest cbd a little bit differently that one milligram to every 10 pounds we actually have an asterisk that says not apply to horses so they actually we recommend people dose them like a large breed dog so their their digestive system is different they have like multiple stomachs um So we've found that a lower dose in horses can still be effective. Um, And we kind of recommend you try and find your lowest effective dose, but you know, that one milligram for every 10 pounds in dogs and cats start off there and just monitor the effects. You know, you can always up the dose. There won't be, um, you know, negative repercussions from overdosing. That's not a thing. So uh, start there, watch the effects and bring it up. Um, Horses are tricky to dose. It's not our main clientele. But we say, you know, treat them like a 200-pound dog more than a 2,000-pound horse and start there.
0: Right. And what part of Colorado are you in? Because I would imagine the uh, the horse market is actually a pretty big market considering, you know, the region that you're in. Yeah, sure. Um, we're right just west
1: of Denver near the foothills um, in a town called Wheat Ridge where I grew up, which is cool. Um The horse market, there's certainly a lot of horses around the state uh, on the Western slope, up north, there's a lot of agricultural areas. Um, The reason that the horse market isn't as large to us as our pet market is where we're sold. So we are mainly carried in independent pet stores Um, and we are in some farm and feed stores. So those stores do a lot better with the equine line but the independent pet definitely is tailored towards dog and cat owners and small pets. And then the farm and feed is more like where you get the um, people who are going to shop for their farm animals and getting chickens and feed and stuff for, you know, the whole farm there.
0: Now, it sounds like things have been pretty great, but being in this industry for five years, I'm sure you've dealt with some pretty serious challenges. What are some of the bigger challenges that you've had to deal with? Because everybody knows that it's not the (laughs) easiest space to operate in. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Uh, Credit
1: card processing was a huge challenge when early on um we took a pretty cool and unique approach to working around the fact that we couldn't process credit cards on our website and when we were young so this is in like 2017 two year uh 2017 and 18 like one to two years in we created what we called our good faith system on our website so it was a survey that i had created and you could go in there and fill out your name chase and indicate which product you wanted and you would indicate your address And it would generate this survey that said, my name's Chase, this is what I want, here's my address. We would take that information, make an invoice in QuickBooks manually, make a shipping label through our shipping provider manually, print off the invoice and a pre-self-addressed envelope and send you the product and ask that you would send us a check back because that was the only way we could take payment. And people were super blown away by this order process and it was really time exhaustive and it it was a bunch of work, but it was the only way we could figure out how to get the product out, which was our most important thing. And the good faith system, I mean, you could get anything, we would ship it to you. And if you ghosted us, then, you know, we'd hit you up to try and get our money, but there was no, we had no way to enforce it. And we built this awesome relationship with our customers, this repertoire where people were like shocked that we would send them products valued at over a hundred dollars with just the faith that they would return our money and it was a really cool way to operate for a while as we scaled it became hard to keep up with and it was kind of like this perfect right when we were able to get credit card processing was right when it would have become really difficult to maintain that system Um, but it built all this great momentum and word of mouth and we still have these letters hung in the office Um, one of my favorite parts was that when they'd send us their checks back in the letters they would include handwritten letters and pictures so it was this very like tangible Exchange um, that built these cool relationships. Um, so that was one hurdle we worked through. Label changing and uh, issues around compliance has always been tough. You know, we want to be able to order things in bulk, but you never know if you're going to have to change how you're delineating things on your packaging within the next couple months. So just working a little more hand to mouth on things than we might if we knew that this is what we're allowed to say. Um, yeah, plenty of stuff there. But we've learned a lot about compliance, <laughs> a lot about how you have to categorize your products. Um, we've definitely come a long way from making treats in our kitchen and knocking on pet store doors around, our, around Wheat Ridge.
0: Right on. Now, I imagine you come into this with this idea, hey, we're just going to send the product and collect later. Mm-hmm. I bet your accounting team just loved you <laughs> for building the accounts receivable <laughs> and all of that. That must have been a... Well- a pretty challenging situation to deal with, but also, you know, high risk, high reward for building that relationship with the customers. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I,
1: yeah, I, pre- I was the accounting team at the time until my partner, my <laughs> Rachel, helped me take into that. Certainly accounts receivable was pretty crazy and going to the mailbox and getting a stack of checks and slitting them open and trying to go accept every payment every day was, it was fun because it was like, wow, look at this. Our business is working and this is happening, um, but it was pretty wild. We found that, I think, our, our default rate was around 10%, uh, right? Um, and I think at the time, the high-risk credit card rates were like 7 to 8%, so we really were in kind of the ballpark that we would have been anyway, um, but we got to operate with this really
0: wild structure. So, um, Right, and incredibly time-consuming, I would imagine, so... <laughs> um well if you're doing it yourself you don't have to ask anybody to do it so yeah. that, that probably made it a little bit easier because yeah. that would be a, a challenge to do all those phone calls to say hey we sent you a hundred dollars yeah. worth of tinctures well, <laughs> we still sometimes get
1: checks in the mail from invoices that were sent in 2018 and letters i'm so sorry i can't believe this has gone unpaid and I, you know we'd written them off at that point and at the, we're hey thank you so much that's great can we get you some more stuff i mean our mission is to get good products to people who need them. And right. during that good faith system, we also had a thing where like, if you can't afford this product, just just reach out to us and let us know and we'll probably give you a bag of treats. You know, our, our goal wasn't to come in here and glom profits and become, you know, millionaires selling CBD dog treats. It was really to make products that help animals and educate consumers and build some trust in this growing category um, and have a good time doing it, which is what we've done. So... Um,
0: well, that, that mission and values, I would imagine, would have a really positive impact for the business. So what has it been like? What has growth been like? How many states are you in? How many stores are you in? What, do you, what are you all seeing um, as far as the response from the market goes for um, a pretty radical idea five years ago that seems to be you know blossomed into this this great company that you're, you're at the helm of? Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, it's been great. The response has been really positive. I think it really, um, the bottom line is that the product is effective. You know, we use a full spectrum CBD oil, c- comes from organically grown Colorado hemp. So the main thing is that when people try it, it works. And that generates repeat customers and word of mouth. Um, we're currently sold in over 800 pet stores across the country. And we've got distribution. I was actually just up in your neck of the woods in Seattle, and Portland, doing ride-alongs with a distributor last month. Um, we've got distribution all the way down to Texas, and to Florida, up into the mid Atlantic and new England, obviously Colorado is, we do really, really well here where we're based out of. Um, so the response has been great. Um, we have a really vibrant Instagram following that my partners run exceptionally well. We have this great community of, um, I guess they're influencers. They're not paid influencers, but they are people who have believed in our mission and products for a long time that spread the word. And... So our social media is awesome. Our, um, our community that we have built is really great. And the retailers we've, we've been able to get into have done exceptionally well with the product. And, uh, our goal for the future is to get into more independent pet stores across the country, open up more small to mid-sized distribution, grow our social media, grow our direct to consumer business and get good products to pet pet owners and their animals everywhere.
0: Wow. Awesome. Well, Caleb, it's been a, a, a pleasure talking with you. I'm really excited to have you all on the platform. Uh, hopefully see you at the trade show here yeah. soon. And uh, yeah, con- congrats and good luck with everything on the, on the horizon because it just seems like you all have been on a hell of a ride and uh, it'll be fun to watch for the next two years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're really looking forward to the future. Um, I'll get a care package sent out. I don't know if you have a dog, but I'm sure some people on the team do. We'll send some treats out for you guys to use on your pets and uh, spread the word. That's what we're all about is sharing product and sharing the story and the mission. Well, don't
0: forget to include that invoice. I'll have to write a no, check man. and send it to you. you need <laughs> <a juicy laughs>
1: Not doing that anymore. And enjoy the treats. You need them yourself. You all just right. made a peanut butter flavor. Try one of those; they're delicious.
0: Well, I've got a big hound dog. I don't know if he'd let me get away with that. All so, right, uh, yep, uh, that's why I was asking about a hundred-pound dog because that's how much he would want. All right, we'll get to the action, John. Thank you. For well, me all great. right, Caleb. Nice talking to you. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much. And uh, for anybody out there listening, you can find Caleb and Susie CBD treats on kush.com. Congrats on everything. We'll be in touch.
1: Thank you, man. Be well.